The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast found exclusively on the network at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Sean Fritz, blowing my ears out, blowing is bubbles. That like, is that like Randy Macho Man Savage, Blow. Sean, blowing your ears out, Fritz? Is that, <laughs> is that what you're doing? Uh, the cream of the crop, bleeding, bleeding, bleeding from the ears. <laughs> Oh, man. What's going on, man? You know, I had something this morning that I was going to tell you all about, but I, I totally forgot. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I know. I haven't punched anybody in the face from work lately. Oh, well, uh, that's Metaphorically good. and verbally, I probably they feel like they have. But let's yeah. be honest, because I'm always right. They deserved it. That's right. You've been having quite the, quite the week. Oh, man. I had to go do some comic book shopping therapy yesterday. Is that that's therapy for you? Like oh, some people absolutely. have all different, like I'll go get a massage, not me personally, but people like they'll go get a massage or acupuncture or go do yoga, meditate. You're just like, show me the nearest comic shop, man. Oh, I don't go to the nearest one. That one's not that good. It's like a bookstore and they have some comics. So it's oh, technically okay. not a comic shop. Okay. And it's beside a Lowe's food. So let's be honest, it's not really, you know, <laughs> um, but no, I do yoga also. It's very helpful, very comforting. I need oh, it. Nice. No, but lately I've been putting together Lego busts. Um, ah yeah that's the meditative thing though yeah and i've been doing it with the missus so you know it's kind of nice nice um but yeah it's uh like lego came out recently with uh venom carnage iron man so i have those and so uh, how do you guys do them together you guys like split up the pieces and then try to figure out who's got what next or you just kind of like here you put this one on next i'll put this one here no, no. So we, uh, so have you put a Lego set together in the last 10 years? No. Dude, so the last time I... I played with Legos, I was a, a little kid. Like I've not, well, that's not true. I think maybe I've got, I had gotten one in maybe in the past 20 years at some point, a little thing, put it so, together, little Batman villains or something. Yeah. Like a little tiny five or $10 box. Yeah. 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 That same box will cost you like 20 now, which is hilarious. Although Legos appreciate and value more than the US dollar. Really? Isn't that neat? Oh yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I think I have a whole box unopened of some like a big Ooh. Batman Lego set, like a Lego Batman set. Yeah, let's see uh, what it is. It, it's probably something. It's like I mean, it is something billion dollars. You're basically telling me I'm about I'm a billionaire right now, and I don't know it. Chris, you can retire now on my authority. All right. cool, cool. Yeah, as of tomorrow, Chris is not showing up for work. <laughs> no, the well, I'm um, definitely not showing up to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. You take tomorrow. Uh, no, the uh, so Legos as a they've gotten easier to put together. They come in pack, uh, bet packs, packages, bags. So that word is now pegs. It's a contraction. It's like didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, they they come in numbered bags. Uh-huh. So we just split the bags up, 
She'll do one uh, bag. I'll okay. sort it out so that all the like pieces are together and she'll put it together through the instructions. So they make it easy we'll now. Dude, I remember when you yeah. got a whole thing and everything was just kind of mixed in and then you got your directions, but you had to kind of like figure out where all your pieces were. Mm-hmm. Now they just break it up for you. Oh, it still takes hours to put them together. Mm. Okay. Unless you're like a speed runner. I'm not a speed runner when it comes to Legos. I want to I want to stretch out that dollar because, you know, it's all ex- Legos are all expensive now. Really? Is, is, is this a thing you're doing now? Do you collect Lego stuff sets or is it just, just the busts? It, it's like, well, probably that. Uh, it's like Funkos, you know, you, you get, you want to get everything. And then okay. you're like, I got too many pieces of plastic and cardboard boxes that are never going to see touch, touch human air, you know? And then <laughs> true. That's so true. I mean, unless you're disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And you're like, well, you know, I don't like, why did I get these, you know, do it yourself ones, which they do exist by the way. They're just like, a, like a, a an amorphous not amorphous they're just like a, a generic white blob oh i've seen it you paint female. it yourself or do whatever you yeah. want with it yeah and okay neat i don't need to spend ten dollars and then do all the work i'm going to spend ten dollars and have the work done for me right right um but legos are different you know so um you know it's kind of like that you know you eventually pare it down and then you're like eh, i like this one so i'm just going to get these and then interesting you know so i think if i'd get I think if I got Legos, I'd get like horror horror ones or movie movie set ones. Okay, so two things there. So they do have movie set ones, but they're like Legos interpretation of it. Like they have like the Hall of Armor from Iron Man, mm-hmm. which is pretty realistic. But then they did the same thing with Spider Man. I'm like, oh, there wasn't a Hall of Armor for Spider Man. There was a closet in the bedroom. Gotcha. You know? um, Lego ideas. Okay, welcome to our Lego podcast all of a sudden. You know? <laughs> uh, so, so Lego has this thing where you can submit an idea. You mock up an idea. Either you build it with you know Legos that you can buy. Because you can, yes, Chris, you can still buy the generic bricks just in a container. just do whatever for, you want with them. Yes, thank, good question. Thanks for asking. Um, the, I saw one, and this might be a history creeps topic. Uh, there, I saw one for someone came up with uh, a thing for Baba Yaga. Now, are you familiar with Baba Yaga? Oh, this is no. Russian. This is this Eastern European Russian crazy kooky bat. Lives in a like a treehouse with chicken legs. Sweet. I'm going to have to look this up. Dude, it is crazy. Okay. And someone came up with a Lego idea to build. And Lego was like, we had 10,000 signatures. We are actually seriously considering making this. Because if they're, they're, they're assuming the people who are signing it are going to buy it. So they're assuming we've mm-hmm. already sold 10,000 units. Yeah, yeah. But the downside is like somebody tried to make one for Power Rangers and they're like, nah, even though we had like 25,000 people do it. I definitely think you could pull off doing movie scenes from the movie we're watching today. Could you or could you imagine doing the mirror scene as a Lego set? You know what I mean? That that mirror scene at the end, it's a very iconic scene. And like literally with spinning, spinning mirrors too, like you could like reach in and spin them, have you a little that. a little Lego Bruce Lee with a little you know, scratches on his face and his with the Wolverine marks. Hell yeah, dude. And and Mr. Han in the back with his little bladed hand. See, see, I could get into that. I could totally get into that. And you could put different hands on it because the, 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 the yellow hands come off. You know, you you got the black hands for for his gloves. If it doesn't already exist, let's start that position, but let's move into it, dude. That's the movie we're talking about today. See, there's transitions. We know how to bring it back. We're talking movies. We're talking Bruce Lee. 
This week we're talking Enter the Dragon. On a mysterious island in the South China Sea, there is a fortress without walls, protected by an invincible army that needs no ordinary weapons. Welcome to the island of Han. A private world of exquisite pleasures. I have a funny feeling we're being fattened up for the kill. And sudden death. Warner Brothers presents Enter the Dragon. The first martial arts film produced by a major Hollywood studio. American star John Saxon is Roper. He escaped the guns of the underworld. I will find someone with whom you can fight. There's a point I won't go beyond. Now he must face the hands of death. Introducing U.S. karate champion Jim Kelly as Williams. He grew up in the streets and knew what it meant to fight for survival. Your style is unorthodox. It's not the art, but the combat that you enjoy. The winning. And starring Black Belt Hall of Fame, undisputed martial arts champion, and international film star, Bruce Lee. What do you know about Han? He lives like a king on that island. Totally self-sufficient. I gather you still don't have enough to bust up his operation. We know everything. We can prove nothing. We want you to go in there as our agent. His job is to find the secret of the island of Han and destroy it. Roper, Williams, and Lee penetrate the secret chambers of Han's evil empire where they meet the beautiful and treacherous Tanya. Mai Ling, exotic but dangerous. Su Lin, delicate and deadly. Roper, Williams, and Lee. Just when they think they've broken the secret of the island, they find there is no escape from the inscrutable Han. Roper, he's in it for the money. I'm hoping you'll join us, represent us, in the United States. You want me to join this? Williams. He was there because he had no choice. And Lee. His job was to get them out alive. I don't need I mean, I'm not even gonna hide it. I love this movie. I love this movie. I've loved it ever since I saw it as a kid. I grew up with Mar- Kung Fu in the house. Right, like some of my early. Oh God, they do have it. So right now we're we're recording over Zoom, and Sean is showing me on his phone there are little scenes from Enter the Dragon in Lego set. So you know I'm gonna have to get them now. Dude, look at his hand. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two thirds the size of his body. That's amazing though, dude. But yeah, so like when it comes to this movie and it comes to Kung Fu, this is something like I've it's been in my life since I was a little kid. I have memories of being probably about four or five years old, right? And I have I, I remember my dad and his two brothers, my uncles, watching Kung Fu movies on TV. And I'm like sitting on the couch watching with them. And then 
when the movie would be over or it would go to commercial, they would just get up and start like doing Kung Fu moves and pretending like they were doing like fighting each other. And so like ever since then, I just have always had this deep love for Kung Fu movies and Bruce Lee and and these movies and so when we said we were doing the end of the dragon i was like i'm not even gonna pretend like there's i'm not even gonna hold any suspense the thing is is i love it and i just can't wait to talk about it <laughs> well and this movie doesn't hold much suspense either because like you know what's happened gonna happen oh yeah it, it's you know the quintessential the original spy slash kung fu movie for unlike midsommar a what is it a, a hong kong usa co-production yeah 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 dude let's get right into the plot it's just like what you said and i think this is the first is one of the things i read this is considered one of the first movies that took like the spy movie of the 60s and meshed it with martial arts Right, like martial arts was a big thing. Bruce Lee was already a big star by the time he was doing this film, um, and so when he they decided to do this film, uh, you know, this this kind of marriage between Hong Kong and Hollywood, uh, it was a big deal. This was a big, big production. It got some big names. Um, there was a lot that went into this film. Yeah, they took Doctor No, the first James <laughs> Bond movie, and they combined it with, you know, Kung Fu, or they combined Doctor No with Mortal Kombat and you get this movie 25 years earlier. Exactly. Exactly. Dude. Uh, so again, that's what this, so this movie is basically about, so there's the spy aspect of this movie is that there's this evil dude that's like on this Island that's producing, I believe it was heroin or a heroin like drug mm-hmm. that was that he was getting like women hooked on so that he could basically get them into a sex trade so there's a lot of stuff happening here there's like human sex trafficking and there was drugs happening now this guy that's running the show mr han is also the student of a shaolin temple right and he's kind of gone off obviously off the path of the teachings of the shaolin and uh the shaolin masters want to send one of their men to go stop this guy like go and stop him from you know, ruining the name of Kung Fu and their style of fighting. Um, and this guy's Bruce Lee, but he's also being kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're uh, recruit. He's being recruited by this. Did they say who the agency is? The guy was the American British. agency. Oh, is it? Uh, British? The, well, the, the guy was British and he said that he was a, a government that he was like the government aggregator. It's like okay, dude, that makes no sense. I was like, like CIA, FBI, even at something. What's what's the Queen have? The M M fifteen, MI six, MI six, MI five, MI six. So I'm yeah, like it, some nondescript. We don't want to offend anybody. Type thing. Yeah, it was so. It's totally one of those things when they were writing it. You know, in the sixties, they're like, yeah, we don't even have to name it. Just say it's the government. They'll they'll mm-hmm. go with it, and they did, yeah. right? It, it in the in the broad scheme of things. Who cares? (laughs) Exactly. And they want to recruit him as well to get in there because they have an undercover agent themselves, a woman who went in there to see what was going on and they haven't heard from her. So they want him to go in and kind of rescue her and, and kind of find out what's going on and stop Han from doing this thing. So Bruce Lee is already all about doing it. And as if that wasn't enough, there's like a third reason that he's he's gonna be have be invested here. At some point in the past, one of the goons on the island. Uh, and his men attacked 
his Bruce Lee's sister. And rather than letting her honor be defiled, she committed Harry Carey and killed herself. Yeah, it was just a random piece of a mirror. Like, wow, like <laughs> that's the she would have bled out, but okay. I know nothing about anything. Uh, I know nothing about like the type of honor that one possesses uh, of self worth, self worth, and such from the martial arts. Yeah. Wouldn't suicide rank up there too? Even if I it was, mean, I don't know, regardless man. of the consequences. I don't know, man. I really don't know. But uh, there's all of these these things that are going on, right? And so the way he gets himself on the island is he enters a fighting competition that Mr. Han puts on because he runs his own kind of martial arts school out of that place and puts on these big competitions. But we find out later that the, the reason he runs these competitions, is he's trying to recruit, he's trying to recruit these kinds of the people of the, that are in this world, these fighting people, people who have some sort of power outside in the real world. Um, and so, yeah, so Bruce Lee's on his way to Hong Kong to fight in this, this, uh, what is what's the word i'm looking clandestine fighting competition right then we have two more characters that are added to this john sage <laughs> john saxon's character who is he's a he's a, a gambler who just can't stop gambling and now he owes some people some money and he's like you know what i know how to fight too so let me go and see if i can't make money at this thing and and pay my debt off uh and then we've got jim Jax. kelly jim kelly who uh you know in the real world was an athlete he was actually a martial artist himself like for real he had his own dojos um and then he you know he got into hollywood well he was a world champion wasn't he yeah yeah and and he was also so one of the things i was reading about the importance of this film is that this this movie was also kind of like one of these things that kicked off the black exploitation era of 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 hollywood as well and it's thanks to you know some of the performances we saw like jim kelly's performance in this film um so these two so he's in uh, what was he oh he was in there for a reason because he has a dojo right he has his own thing but i can't remember why he was going there you know, that's a good question. And I don't know if they ever addressed it. Was it supposedly like he was supposed to go in and learn a new fighting style to bring back to his dojo or something? I can't remember. Uh, I don't uh, it I know. He's that, running from the cops. That was like one of the things we saw. Like we oh, saw yeah, everything that, was, that motivated Bruce Lee to get there, everything that motivated Saxon to get there. But when it came to Jim Kelly, he was just running from the cops. He basically karate chopped the cop and then took off in a, in a cop car. Yeah, I I don't rem- I mean I don't know what the chronology was if it was him running you know if the cops getting uh, oh so not in 2020 on him oh yeah uh, it was definitely the 60s jeez like or was it the 70s shit. it was 73 right 73 yeah but I I think that he would I I don't know if he was running from them and then somehow for some reason was invited to the island to the, to the fight. Uh, to the tournament or if it was he was walking to the bus station or something the airport yeah to then and then he got stopped and you know harassed yeah frisked whatever yeah but these guys arizona law is yeah whatever it is right show your papers the papers law but these guys uh so basically they're on their way to this island for this fighting competition and that's and it's what it is you know mr hans have putting on this this competition where he invites fighters to come fight his students and the students that he's teaching uh he's got a prize student 
Bolo Young, big mm-hmm. dude Bolo Young. Remember him from Bloodsport, dude? That's uh, where I like. I remember seeing him in Enter the Dragon, but when I saw him in Bloodsport, I never put two and two together until I saw Enter the Dragon again after seeing mm-hmm. Bloodsport, and then I was just like, wow, just like Jackie Chan. Like, how old is this guy, dude? Like in Bloodsport, I mean, he's only a, it's only a few years later. What it's like, maybe seven years later, eight years later, eighty. Uh, all right, let's find out. Bloodsport only fifteen years later. Oh my god, dude! Nineteen eighty-eight. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, very young Bolo Young, <laughs> young Bolo Young. Say that five times fast. Uh, and then the the idea is is there's this fight, the fighting tournament, and so we get to watch some of the spy stuff. Bruce Lee trying to figure out what's going on in the island. Meanwhile, you know, Mr. Han's trying to recruit people to help him move drugs and and sell women. And uh, Jim Kelly's just getting his ass handed to him, which didn't make any sense because this dude was like, he was awesome. And then all of a sudden, like, he get, he, he just gets beaten that easily. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. I mean, I know it's against Mr. Han, but come on. Yeah, but he's like the big boss. True. You know? True. It was the big boss that took him down. Um. But yeah, that's the film. The film's plot is that this is all going down, and Bruce no, Lee's you didn't got to figure the, it out. Yeah. Oh, and you know, you I think you, you kind of glossed over it. Uh, Bruce Lee, who's very um, originally named Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His yeah. character is um, he's doing detectiving. He's just oh. sneaking out in his uh, what is it like a unitard? Yeah. His, uh, his black dark. Yeah. His dark blue black unitard. Yeah. Which ironically. I was waiting for the yellow one to show up and I forgot it's not this yeah, movie game of death. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's, you know, he's out detectiving and he discovers everything and takes it down. Yeah. And basically looks like a set that would be from, if not, I was about to say if inspector gadget was a real movie, but I forgot it was a real movie. It's like too. the 1960s Batman set. It, you know, TV show. it's exactly what it is. It, it totally it, was. It honestly looks a lot like the Dr. No set when they get yes. in the cave. Yes. You know, it's Vector. But it's amazing. For me, I love it. I love it because of for the era of oh, what it is. You it's know what so I mean? campy. It's like watching um, a good Godzilla movie from the yeah. 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you're right. He does the spying. He does the, the saving of the day. Um, and then he we get some... a snake. Oh, that was awesome. That was pretty sweet. Uh, I love how the snake didn't move until he took it back out of the bag. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, and then you know, we get the fight scenes. There's a lot of different pieces of fight scenes, um, which we're, we're definitely going to get into because, uh, dude. So you you watch martial arts films. I've watched martial art films. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of somebody like Jet Li, right? And so we see certain styles of martial arts and action. And oh, then you go Bruce back. This movie. And then you go back to the old school like way that they filmed martial arts, right? The very um intentional movements and and co- so choreographed. It looks choreographed. Do you know what I mean? But it's so good though. Cuz <laughs> it's still you. it's still like uh, you know they're performing you know feats that only little kids can replicate in their brains <laughs> you know and then when they try it you know it's like trying to do an accent yeah. or trying to do like an impression like we did at the beginning and in your brain you're like oh i sound great and then <laughs> and then it comes back. out of your mouth and you're like hmm i'm gonna put that one on i'm gonna retire that one because 
Yeah. It wasn't quite close. what I thought it was. Yeah. But dude, the fight scenes in this, you know what I love is is seeing Bruce Lee do his stuff, man. Oh, I yeah. know that there's something about there's like a it's like poetry in motion watching this dude do what he does. Do you know what I mean? And the speed that this mm-hmm. guy had. It's it's absolutely phenomenal to see how fast he is and just kind of like this this how good he was. God you know? Lee, man. Jeez. So I sent after I after I watched this on Sunday this past week. Yeah. Um I, I, I told you earlier I went down a YouTube hole of various kung fu yeah. movies and uh different scenes, most of them of which included Jet Li, no relation. Um and funny story real quick, tangent. Uh Stanley of Marvel Comics was uh, this is late nineties. He was at a party you know the hollywood type parties that you meet all that you see a bunch of other people at yeah jim lee comes over and he starts talking to stan he's like oh hi stan you know jim lee of dc and image comics and so stan turns to the guy that he's talking to and says hey this is a this is a friend of mine or this is uh jim lee no relation stan lee is a white (laughs) jewish man jim lee is so good very obviously of asian descent so good dude and jim just starts laughing hysterically stan's so good oh man i could just hear in his voice too man yeah you won't hear me try it in his voice because i've retired that one too um but you know as i was saying i I went down a youtube hole of i'm just going to watch some really good movies kung fu not movies but some some good scenes ones that i know of and so i put on fist of legend that last 10 minute scene where they eventually blindfold and fight and it's fantastical i sent it to you you watched it you mm-hmm. enjoyed it um but there's there's uh gently is so good too also that he they have to, when he did his american movies they had to tell him to slow down yeah because the film couldn't catch you know it's standard deaf film most of them at the time so it was like 30 frames a second but like i watched um where uh what was it uh kiss of the dragon where mm-hmm. he infiltrate basically it's this movie more or less and he infiltrates this dojo uh and all of a sudden like he he or he infiltrates this stronghold there's a dojo in there and all these guys of course wearing white karate geese and mm-hmm. all of them have black belts because nobody else is a nobody else is a not black belt and that's bringing the purple belts to the front yeah. lines bro yeah although they should there's more of them <laughs> Uh, so then they all turn around and they have their arms crossed the second they uncross their arms like this big black like shit stomping looking bat pops out from like they were holding it at their side and he proceeds to mop the floor with all these guys they're using weapons at one point there's three guys with sticks running at him and he's one guy with two sticks and he's like doing this wizardry with his arms where he's like you know i'm just like oh man that's that's uh, that takes a couple couple days of practice oh yeah <laughs> more days yeah, yeah. than i've invested let's say yeah for sure dude yeah i don't know man watching for me like i said when it comes to bruce lee it is it's like watching poetry in motion mm-hmm. it's like watching an animal like the beauty of watching an animal move you know what i mean like there's the scenes where he's he's trying to sneak around right but the way he does it like the his body motion just the kind it's almost fluid like it's it's on a tiptoe. It's like you know it's like he's moving with the wind. You know that 
even had you mic'd up that entire scene, right? Just mic'd it up and turned the gain all the way up. You still wouldn't hear that dude move. Do you know what I mean? Like it would just been dead silent. It's uh, everything he does. It's so intentional. Like every step, every turn, you know, you take a step with the right foot forward and then you like rotate your, on the balls of your feet, you rotate and then you're facing the other way. Yeah. It's just so smooth and so deliberate and planned. How about when he's like rappelling himself down and he's just got his legs straight out at like a 90 degree, his body's at a 90 degree, perfect 90 degree angle. Like his abs are just holding himself. And then he does this thing where there's a bad guy coming or something. So he just has to stop and just sit there. And you know, dude, you know, it was just about like, I want to show you how long I can do this. So mm-hmm. hold the camera for as long as I'm here. And he's just standing there waiting, right? Just not moving. It's like, dude, so, this dude's insane. So, you know, the, what I thought at that scene was, man, I could never climb the ladder. Or I could never <laughs> climb the rope in gym class. There's no way I'm even holding my legs up that long, dude. Well, my I can't hold me, my legs up like sitting in a chair doing that for now. I'm like, okay, my legs hurt. Yoga, my friend. <laughs> no, uh, I definitely do for serious. It's, serious. Oh, it's so good. I though. seriously you, do. I seriously do. Seriously. Seriously. My dad told me that years ago, he told me that when they were in school, elementary school specifically, when they climbed the rope in gym class, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we couldn't use our legs. I'm like, what kid oh, in elementary it was all, school it was can all do that? Upper body, right? Yeah. It's like the, the, the only kid that could do that in elementary school was the kid that also grew a beard. <laughs> you, and you know, you know that kid. Yeah. There's like two of them. Oh God. Um, but yeah, dude, there was, like I said, man, I don't know. The, the, the plot in this film is fun. Obviously there are plot holes. There's a lot of stuff in this where you're just like, Oh, come on. Right. But that's not what this is about. It's about mm. being it's about a the karate. Fun, yeah. It's about being a fun spy movie, but overall it's about showcasing Bruce Lee wanted to showcase martial arts. He wanted to showcase, you know, an Asian man in a leading role um, that wins. That was the one who saved the day that figured it out and, and won and overcame everything. Right. Um, and not just that, like, if you notice too, it was very um, interesting how it, it was almost like there was three leading roles, right? In the three main roles. And you're talking about diversity in the, in 73, um, a black man, a white man, and an Asian guy. So, uh, but yeah, so this was about him really trying to show, you know, showcase that you weren't going to be finding the deepest of films in terms of plot and storyline here. It was very surface and it was all about being surface and gloss so that we can get to the action. And again, showing the asian guy as the as the as the the leading man yeah it's a vehicle to showcase that hey there's this thing that you too can take up in america now karate yeah Yeah, exactly um anything else what do you want to say on the plot you have anything to say on it i mean it like you said it's paper thin yeah and it's it's very fantastical it's like all right man i don't know about that but it's you know it, it really takes a backseat to everything else that happens in the movie. Yeah. You know, that, I wanted to know we, where were all those people living, like all of those fighters on the Island, like where were they all staying? Well, remember, <laughs> remember Chris karate is about mind over body. So, so they're they all were sleeping in a room, out. standing up straight. No. Oh no, 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 no. They were sleeping out in the grass. Ah, or one with nature. Yes, or they were staying in the shed because with the, the lawnmowers because they were also groundskeepers. I love a lot of grass in that place. 
Yeah. Oh, God, Lee. I mean, that's again, you have a, 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 an island that this is all taking place. See, these are things that I start to think of because like everybody's fighting. Right. But are there people back still in the in in like in the kitchen? Are the cooks still in there like cooking and preparing dinner for the night? They're like, you know what? I know there's a fight going on, guys, but please focus. All right. We have to feed 400 people tonight and we're going to be hungry. Behind. We're already hungry behind. when they're done whooping ass. You know what I mean? Like, is that happening? Right. Like who's working? <laughs> on the plumbing at this place okay when mr han has too much of that like beef stroganoff and he's clogging that toilet who's fixing it dude you know what i mean kidding they don't have they don't have toilets there they just got the big (laughs) it's on an island chris there's water underneath them they just got a big hole just let it go oh god and wait for low tide Mm. hope for low tide (laughs) no man yeah there's definitely going to be holes everywhere but again it's supposed to be a you know the focus is elsewhere in terms of what this film is going to be doing. Um, with that said, let's get into the cast. Bruce Lee. I already said it, right? Like it, what a joy to watch. The dude was, a, he was a very charismatic actor as well. Like his line delivery, the way the dude looks, he knows how to look on film he knows how to pose himself how to you know, how to put him you know what i mean like the just the the body movements the way he he held his body in certain styles it was it was like he knows how that's going to come 100 percent of the time dude oh but there's this the, but you know what could, i love i love that i love that tense like he's literally a spring ready to go but then there's that moment when he was like okay and he's like bouncing around almost that boxing style thing and it was like okay now he's getting loose and he's about to fuck you up you better watch mm-hmm. out yeah, I mean, he's very stoic in every single movement, every single, like, you know, um, um, I don't know. Every time you looked at his face, it was just very stoic. Do you want you want a drink? No. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Left a little, you know, the dialogue wasn't, the dialogue got you through it. Mm-hmm. But, exactly. you know, got you through the story. Basically, the dialogue was like the, uh, the in-between time of... Uh, karate chops the dialogue is literally the dialogue is very again campy you know it's very mm-hmm. it, it's there's some of it is is just kind of like oh god like but you, it's almost like they sat around and it was just a bunch of guys that said what did we like like you said when you're kids right like we're what would what would boys want to do oh let's do a spy movie let's do a bunch of fighting and so like the the dialogue is like really cringeworthy at times especially the way some of the men speak to the women uh <laughs> you know what i mean you're just like wow that definitely doesn't go over well today for sure like well you have to look at this as a period piece well and also the way that uh, the cops talk to oh um what's his name um jim kelly oh jim kelly's character williams yes yeah yeah he, yeah. yeah that was uh let's just go on record and say <laughs> that um that wouldn't work today no, I don't know if you've been keeping up all. with the news or not, but you not know, at all. Mm. unless your movie is to show, you know, how things are, how, how things are still kind of, I mean, things are like that today. It's not like it doesn't happen. Right. So you wouldn't be doing it as, as form of entertainment as more as, as a uh, commentary, right. A societal mm-hmm. commentary. Whereas this, I, you know, it was the same thing. The whole point to Bruce putting this and making sure this was in the film was to showcase this kind of, you know, racism and this kind of, you know, oppression that, a black man had as well so you know these things aren't it was not on accident that this was included in the film the idea was that he wanted it to be in the film it was important for him to show that this is a thing um 
but yeah dude you know bruce lee killing it on this film movie i loved every piece of it like you said his dialogue now when you're talking about the writing it's rough but the delivery the way he does things very kind of you know um purposeful right everything he says and does is with a purpose mm-hmm. uh i love the um the the uh the wisdom piece right where he's the instructor and he's giving him like all these like these little nuggets of wisdom like don't focus on the finger or you'll miss the heavenly glory you know what i mean mm-hmm. like this yeah where he's pointing <laughs> yeah uh john well, saxon you, you could say that to a dog too because all they're going to do is look at where your finger's going yeah yeah exactly yeah, they don't get how to, they don't get points uh and then john saxon dude so john saxon's our other guy um so for me, John Saxon is always going to be either synonymous with Enter the Dragon or Nightmare on Elm Street. Always going to be Nightmare on Elm Street. Please, the cop, the father on Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, he was in Black Christmas also. If you're a horror fan, he's in Black Christmas. Uh, but he's been in all kinds of stuff, dude. All, uh, all kinds of movies. Um, but in this movie, he plays the gambler that just can't stop gambling, dude. No matter what it is, it's always like, you want to bet? Want to make a bet? Want to bet on that? He's literally betting on the mantises fighting, the praying mantises fighting on the on the boat. Yeah, if you don't know how that ends. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I loved his performance because he plays this guy so well. He plays him well. You know what I mean? Like this kind of he's not shady and he's not like he's, he's not like he's slimy or anything, man. He's likable. He's a likable character, but God dang, it's like, dude, you're, you're an idiot. Like just stop. Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't, uh, you know, even when he was, um, you know, on the golf course and, and those guys threaten him, they're like, yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, beat your ass right here on the golf course. Yeah. Dude. So he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Han, dude, his name is she Kian. plays mr han uh the He's only movie great. i know him from is this you know what i mean that's the only one i know and, and uh he goes way back looks though. like a villain oh yeah he is shang sung for sure yes right like this is where they got it you know they did i mean if they did it they're lying to you man because this is this is the like the ultimate martial arts villain of all time so I don't know if you've noticed, Chris, if you're looking at Wikipedia, if you click on his thing and go down to filmography, first of all, it says this list is incomplete. And then you look at how long it is. You're just like, what the hell? Starting way back in 1940. Holy cow. 1940. He played a Mm -hmm. Japanese spy in a Japanese film. Wow, dude, this dude's literally a decorated actor even before, way before Enter the Dragon. Lived till 96. Wow. Mm-hmm. But, but dude, think about the impact that he made as Mr. Han. You know what I mean? Oh, the, yeah. Like the, the, the whole gimmick with the hand that changes out to different things. Sometimes it's that metallic, what was that, brass or something? Some, some metal hand. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was, it looked like a monopoly piece, <laughs> but, but damn it, dude, that thing looked, I mean, he, he literally karate chopped that guy's head off. <laughs> it did look like a monopoly piece, dude. But, uh, but then dubbing his voice just yeah. added so much more to it. Like, and, and the dude that they dubbed it with was a, was it a, uh, a Chinese born American film and television actor, uh, key, uh, Key Luke, 
not yeah, that's the interesting thing, right? Because the entire film was dubbed. However, this one was actually a different person, and it wasn't mm-hmm. actually the same actor. Um, I'll bet that the voice was... Um, okay, have you ever seen the footage of David Prowess as Darth Vader? No. So David Prowess is Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just try... Just imagine is that that exists. Decipher. I can see that on YouTube. I've, I'm I'll have to it scare it up for you. But I'm it's, look it up, dude. But David Prowess is Scottish, so it's like imagine me, like you know, I'm your father. <laughs> huh? What? Nice, nice. Um, let's see, Bob Wall, who plays O'Hara. This is Han's bodyguard with the scar across his face, the one who almost defiled Bruce Lee's sister's honor. Um, he plays for me. He plays a very good kind of right hand man henchman type of a guy. The bodyguard. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I love how they had to tell us how he got the scar, and it just so happened to be from Bruce Lee's sister. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, well, no, it was from their dad. Oh, the dad. To That's right. It was the, the dad. It was the yeah. dad. It was during that time. Um, apparently, that looks he looks like Chuck Norris. He does have a little bit of a Chuck Norris look going. He's got the 80s look going, right? Or the 70s, yeah. 80s kind of march. Like, like I, fly, hair, I fly a fighter plane. Um, I have an Apache in my backyard. <laughs> uh, apparently, he played in the movie Way of the Dragon and would later appear as a third character in Game of Death. So uh, he was totally into these martial arts films. Anna, Anna Capri. And Anna Capri played Tanya. Basically, she was the lady that was... Uh, would, she was the secretary for Han and later on would bring bring all the other ladies around like in, later on in the evening brings all the ladies into the room and Mr. Williams is, or Williams is sitting there is like what's this all about she's like these are for you mm-hmm. for me for you he's pick which one you want uh, but yeah she was she was basically like the madam right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and she was just there to be the sex symbol, basically. And again, that, that's that's what her the whole point to her was a little bit of a nefariousness to her, but she was supposed to be there to be, you know, pleasing to the eye and sexually kind of charge the the scenes. That and she was the woman on the inside. Yeah. Bolo Young, dude. Bolo Young. Just he's supposed to be a mountain of a man, and that's it. Like physically intimidating. That's what his like the direction was just like. You know what? Pretend you're a mountain and they can't do anything to you. Yeah. I need Yokozuna as a teenager right here. The wrestler Yokozuna. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, dude. Uh, one of the things I, I saw about him, he was a competitive bodybuilder, which you could tell, you know, mm-hmm. nothing, had, nothing for nothing and not trying to stereotype, but typically Asians are smaller build. And this is a big, big dude. Well, and, and I think, you know, you could tell that he was off cycle. Uh, I don't know if he was a natural bodybuilder. There's a good chance that he wasn't yeah. because that's not how it worked back then. But natural bodybuilder, you know, um, you know, so there's there's cycles, steroid cycles. There's also cut weight, cut sugar, cut carbs mm-hmm. cycles. And don't ever talk to a bodybuilder when they're doing a cut cycle because they cut water, then they cut salt. Or I'm sorry, they cut, cut water, carbs, salt. Yeah. And then, and like you said, they karate chop your head right off. Uh, and they're the most grumpy right before they cut your head off but you know they have mass they always have mass then it's it's a matter of refining that mass to look like look at all these rippling to look like bruce lee more or less you know during this movie and he had the mass at the time which is what you have when you don't tone your muscles you just enhance the size of it yeah i mean i say this being a 210 pound 205 210 pound man who's also six foot two and not a bodybuilder. 
Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, what about Peter Archer? He played the New Zealander, the kind of douchebag that was picking on all the uh, the sail the, the men on the boat on the way to the island. Yeah, he was a douchebag. That's pretty much all he was there to do. He was across be a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was also there to be that that douche. Basically, he was supposed to be a bully that, again, we were supposed to see Bruce Lee standing up to him, right? And the idea was also that thing about the fighting uh, without fighting, right? The art of fighting without fighting mm-hmm. and, and to teach this guy a lesson and make him look like an idiot. Um, yeah, he outsmarted him. Yeah, really yeah basically. What, fighting without fighting. He just outsmarted him. He tricked him. Basically, basically. Uh, then Jim Kelly. We brought him up, man. Jim Kelly, again... This is a guy who's on when he's on screen, he's captivating. He was very kind of suave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could you wanted to watch this dude on screen. He looks he had a good rocket afro too. Dude, that that was so such a sweet pimp afro, bro. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. So, so nice. Um, this would be his breakout film, apparently. Uh and this is what I ended up making. He started doing a lot more kind of action films and martial arts films. And like I said, kind of kick off the idea behind the black exploitation films. Yeah. And he wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. No, really? No. Uh, Rock, uh, William, uh, I don't know if it's Rock or Rockney or uh, Tarkington was supposed to be. And then he dropped out. Okay. Close to the last minute. One of the things I did see also was that John Saxon only agreed to be in it if they switched the death scene. So it was actually his character that was supposed to die at the hands of Mr. Han, uh, mm-hmm. not Williams, but he had, you know, he said he'd only join if they switched it around and let him live. So they had to kill Williams off. Um, Poor guy. Yeah. And then Jackie Chan. <laughs> Who knew? Jackie M and F and Chan. M and F. Jackie Chan. Who's more Jackie Chan than Jackie Chan? So he Jackie play- Chan could Jackie Chan and Jackie Chan could Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan. In this movie, it could happen because he plays like five different roles in this movie. Or at least he show like at least he he shows up in three different scenes, right? And maybe he's mm-hmm. the same guy. He just kind of recovers from the beating he took the first two times around Bruce Lee. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think they were all dead. Because like <laughs> he, he, he I mean that Jeet Kundo, he was just like, what up? And then that was, yes, you can isolate yes. that for later. Uh, and he, uh, but yeah, dude, he's, he plays three different roles in this, in this film. Like all, they're always the guards or the henchmen and fighters of Mr. Humbling idiots is all, is all they are. Yeah. And, and unless, so like, I got to tell you, I didn't, I did not know this until this viewing. I had not heard about that. I had not known Jackie Chan was mm. in it, but because we were going to discuss it, I had, you know, I've seen the movie inside and out. I know a lot about it, but I wanted to do some research in terms of like the making of and a lot of the stuff behind the scenes. Um and this was one of the things I came across that Jackie Chan is uncredited in this and I was like, "Wait, are you serious?" And of course, I had to look up where and so I saw which scenes they were. And then when I watched it, I was like, "There he is. That's insane that like wow and how old is he like 45 in that scene because like seriously it's insane dude he's in the first scene where they where they where he squares it off with bruce lee i'm like i'm looking at him like look at this schlub that they're just feeding to him not realizing (laughs) at first that it was in fact jackie chan yeah 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 so um jackie chan dude what did you think of his performance (laughs) oh he got his ass kicked a couple times yeah he's not the jackie chan we all grew to know and love bro no, he even had a stunt double to do cartwheels. No. Did he really? Backflip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to do cartwheels and jumping backflips. That's amazing. Now Jackie Chan, I mean, they're I mean, I think I've joked about it already. 
the next movie we're doing not really is a supercut of jackie chan's over the credits stunt, stunt fails yeah yeah but, yeah you know he's notorious for doing his own stunts and being amazing at them dude most of the time yeah yeah I mean, well after after take after take after take right but there's times where you, when he pulls it off you're like holy crap like somebody mm -hmm. really did what he did you know what i mean yeah like that time at the end of rush hour where he tries to go through that uh that casino slot oh, with the bars you, yeah. you know it's funny i say it and you know exactly yes. what i'm talking about that's right that's right dude oh you know what that is that that would we should do we should do of uh just kind of a reaction and commentary over over a youtube video of, of super cuts of jackie chan doing stuff but let's move on dude so that was the cast let's move on to the music and the soundtrack Spy, spy music sounds like late 60s early 70s spy music with a for the most part with a hint of well, how do you call it like that that hong kong type asian flavor yeah is that the proper word now because i know yes, i believe so. i know oriental flair flair yeah. is no longer permitted yeah except if you go to a rug it. store correct that's the only time you uh, can I mean, say it yeah, right. well, I mean, maybe. Even then, it's probably not. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely... So this one has like that Asian flavor to it, but it, it's very much that kind of, um, you know... It's, it's not It's not chopsticks. No. But it's, you know, it, it's that... that um, it's almost like a brass instrument with like a very large opening at the end. I've never seen any 007 movies, but I assume this is kind of like what the music sounds like in some of the earlier, like the 60s and 70s stuff. Um. You've heard the James Bond theme, right? Yes. It's very much like that, yes. but it's it's different. Now, granted, like there's one, um, I want to say it's, uh, and, and I'm probably wrong here, but I'm going to I'm gonna guess that Live and Let Die takes place in Louisiana and it's very voodoo inspired. Okay. So there's like a, a mystique type music surrounding it. Uh, I can't, uh, Wings did the song for it. I mean, you know, Guns N' Roses covered it many yeah. years later called Live and Let Die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of strings, lots of, but it, I mean, it's not as intense as the Guns N' Roses version. Um, <laughs> no. Very good song, by the way. But, but it's, uh, it's it's very, yeah, it's very uh, wispy and like backgroundish. You feel like there's just a light breeze in the air and, you know, it's very calming and relaxing. It's, yeah. you know, think of yoga music, but not... Yeah not as far east, more far east less um inland i guess yeah this had a this this did definitely had like when you said that hong kong feel like immediately you know it, it does it sounds like the like the classic kind of soundtrack you would hear if you'd gone to hong kong so what are those kind those stringed instruments they're not sitars but what are those you know what i mean the the, the plucking uh string sounds that i mean Hmm. It's it's that sound that that kind of you the Asian sound I guess you would say I don't want to I don't want to say the Asian sound but you know what I mean like I don't know but I don't know what they're called but I'm definitely not googling it <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that in my in my Google history yeah no um but what that, makes but... the Asian sound <laughs> the answer is racists <laughs> <laughs> but so so this uh the the with the the so score for this again with that kind of spy flavor to it this is what you're getting there's no there wasn't any real like popular music from there wasn't like any 70s popular music in this was there i don't remember anything at all um, um yeah i mean most of the all the stuff in here you know theme from enter the dragon yeah. the monk the gentle softness the big battle yeah, hans score. island yeah, it's all score and thumbs and up. And it worked. 
Yeah, oh, I was going to say, much. it worked. I thought it was great. And it fits because obviously we're looking at an early 70s film, so it fits. It's the it's the sound of the era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it, the the theme as well. It, it fits the theme very well. Um, awesome. It's the, end of, it's the end of that story. Let's jump into sound design, which is going to transition into effects, special effects. Oh, there's tons of them. The first piece is this entire film was filmed without sound. They filmed the entire movie without sound and later dubbed everything in after the fact uh, in studios. They dubbed dialogue. They dubbed sound like the the background noise, nature sounds, you know, all of everything was dubbed after the fact. How weird would that be? And that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. But oh, yeah. How weird. How weird would that be just to like. You know, we can't do it on a podcast because, yeah. you, you, but how weird would it be if we would just move our mouths? <laughs> well, like, we well, were I talking. think, I, I think they actually did it right. Like, but they it just wasn't recorded. It was just, oh, they stripped just, all the sound. Yes, or yes, they there, it was just, it was just filmed with film. There was no Ew. sound recording happening at all. It was all done after the fact and added after the fact. Uh, they saved money on key grips. That was one of the things was to save money. But the other thing was, is because they were filming in Hong Kong, um, aside from the American actors, the entire crew and nobody else spoke English. No one spoke English. So it was like, what would be the point in everybody doing everything in it? Just go ahead and film. And, and they, you know, Bruce Lee could, could interact and direct everybody in Chinese and tell people what they needed to do. And then they do it. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, if you watch it, it does have that kind of that Kung Fu style uh, quality when they're speaking, you know, when there's speaking, you can tell there's it's slightly off. Like the sound Some. is slightly, yeah, not always, but yeah. sometimes, right? Um, and when it happens, or or sometimes it just doesn't match the facial feet. Like when you watch somebody saying something, the delivery on screen, the tone in the voice doesn't match that, right? It's almost like sometimes it's over overacted in the vo- in the vocal side of it, so it comes across. And I think that really, really lends to the charm of this film. This entire film that's always been kind of this this thing that for me, it, it's it's I don't know. It's like a, a it's like a, a special piece of what makes this film work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and you know there's obvious dubbing going on with like with um well what's his name Shang Tsung Han Han Han. you know that was way over I mean it was super over the top but you know then then again you could say Rick Astley opening his mouth and saying words is over the top because (laughs) you know yeah that voice and that face do not go together right right but But look at even williams dude that was his voice but sometimes mm -hmm. he was saying things and his like his visual didn't match the way it sounded like he was trying to make it sound too cool like certain delivery when he was saying it but it didn't match the way he was saying it like visually you know what Mm -hmm. i mean that that makes sense yeah like where he's like man you come right out of a comic book exactly you know it's like he put more inflection than the contortion of his face would, would indicate. <laughs> exactly. Man. You know, it, like and it happens throughout. Yeah, yeah. It I, happens I didn't know throughout. that. That's, yeah. that's interesting. But it, I mean, it lends itself. I was actually watching um, like at the very beginning, post fight, I was yeah. watching um, where he's like, don't look at the finger. Look where the finger goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, this guy's clearly dubbed. But is Bruce Lee just speaking in English to him? Because his mouth was mimicking the way it should go mm-hmm. but you know they didn't do that <laughs> Maybe it they feels... should have done that conan o'brien thing where they like superimpose <laughs> a voice a, a face like just mouth over the top 
it feels picture. like because knowing what we know about Bruce Lee in the perfectionist piece, it's like you know his was going to be perfect. Like mm-hmm. he was literally going to deliver it exactly as he did when he was out there on you know filming it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, everybody else is like adding their little thing to it to make it sound cool. Uh, but yeah, he's his his almost always comes perfect. But I feel like I said it lends a charm to what this film is because it it kind of you know inserts itself into the classic kung fu style of filming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean kung fu parodies. You know, yeah. there's everything. Uh, you know, at some point rips this off. But like to your point about you know Lee Bruce Lee. Yeah, he's a perfectionist. You can tell that he did everything. And uh, I'm guessing he didn't do everything in one take either. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Um, In terms of other special effects, though, this is where this film, obviously... It, it's it's lacking it hurts I, I, obviously. I know where you're going with this <laughs> because obviously the blood looks like you know latex paint red paint some of it mm-hmm. some of those streaks of blood that that you see oozing down like some like there was a one scene where it's oozing down the lady's leg or something and it's like it's super thick the consistency I mean? is yeah, it's like yeah. it's half congealed already the blood doesn't congeal when it hits the air immediately <laughs> and then dude He's supposed to have gotten sliced open by all of these razor knives. And it's like, it's like beaded, you know, little drops of blood, you know, droplets of blood. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all. It does start to eventually drip a little bit when he's in the, like toward the end of the mirror scene. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's that. There was uh, something else too. Uh, Well, (laughs) the hand of han i mean he's yes. clearly his hands clearly in there and he's clearly holding on to the end one of arm it. one arm's longer than the other or well, that's that's always a telltale like you know yeah yeah exactly and it, the funny thing is it's never the hand it's never the arm that's missing the 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 appendage it's always the arm that doesn't have the appendage is longer yeah exactly it's like what happened did you like <laughs> you have like an overgrowth or something it's like going oh, hard with that God. cast yeah it's just oh god that's right (laughs) slip it on slip it off man um but yeah so there was there's a lot in this but then there's a lot that is actually cool i think for me the uh, snake part was back and forth i mean it was a little bit of both but yeah yeah no no you're right that's one of the spots i feel like um i would you know in in terms of because we don't have anything for choreography right so i feel like in in terms of effects or visuals of the film the fight scenes are awesome with this you know a lot of the choreography and the fighting um but there's that's about it you're not going to see too much special effects happening in this film it was it's a martial arts film where they really didn't focus much on like the breaking of limbs or or blood or anything like that you know it's here and there but overall they didn't really focus too much on that I mean, yeah, the, they're all practical. The effects, um, Williams, when he was hanging from the yep. rope, yeah, yeah, that he looks was good. Yeah, I mean, it was just uh, he's got a big boo boo all in this general yeah. bod- bodily area. Yeah, um, you know, and but yeah, the uh, the, the choreography was uh, obviously it was Bruce Lee's going to get his shit in, which oh, is yeah. you know his foot in everybody. Oh yeah, you know, or through in some cases. Um, but yeah, 1973 and an international film that was, it cost as much as uh, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. They're That's not right. Pu- they're not putting a heck of a lot of money into it. Um, although they got a heck of a lot of money out of it. 
Oh yeah. I think it was, was like the most one of the most successful films ever in terms of the return. Um things like four hundred times its investment. But it's also think about it. I mean, here we go on a tangent, but the movie has been re-released in theaters i mean yeah. throughout the 70s and most of the 80s as well and especially because this is his last actual film he was he did you know completed film before he died i think he died like a year from here from this or just months later i can't remember when it was he died was a released. month before the movie came out oh it wasn't even released yet right it was after mm -hmm. he yeah so he ends up dying you know during this so obviously this becomes a bigger deal now everybody it's almost like the brandon lee thing right with the crow like People wanted to see it after the fact. So it really did blow up the numbers. Um, kind of that, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That there's always a, a, like a rise in, in, um, you know, even with musicians, uh, you know, that posthumous, yeah. um, you know, sales, it's kind of cryptic, or viewings. Dude. Yeah. You know, it draws people. People want to see it. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's a cryptic thing. And and they want to see the last performance of what was the last thing he did, you know. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I, I you know, even even with the even with the effects, like I said, that that can leave leave a lot to be desired. I still think it works with this film. It still works. It's something that I completely do overlook. It's not something that takes me out of it completely. Though, you know, watching it critically this time around, I was like, wow, you know, that really could have used a little bit more work. Some of these, some yeah. of these uh, wounds that should be sticking around. Well, the movie's almost 50 years old too. Yeah. So I, I think. Cut it some slack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they didn't have, I don't know. They, you know, think about it. Seven years before this movie came out, night of the living dead originally came out wow think so about that put it in perspective i mean that's amazing so, so they, they hadn't perfected the the well i'm sure that blood probably uh cost i mean well and evil dead was 10 years after where they yeah. you know where where sam raimi quote perfected the blood maple syrup sugar and chocolate syrup <laughs> and the delivery of such with all of the well i don't know about that you <laughs> the know, fire but, hoses of blood just spattering yeah. everywhere dude yeah but um, you know that that that's a little <laughs> bit more what is it uh, like japanese influenced uh, and fantastical to say yeah, the least yeah for sure uh all right let's wrap it up dude let's do our last thoughts and rating on the film you want to go first uh sure because we already uh, know my thoughts i already said at the very beginning but yeah i'll give them after the fact You'll just repeat what I have to say, basically. <laughs> um, so, you know, in watching this movie, I know this is not the first time I've seen it, but it's the first time in a fair amount of time. Uh, I watched it on Netflix because it was, uh, you know, ironically, I watched it at the beginning of May and it said free or it says uh, watch it before it leaves March 31st. <laughs> I watched it too, dude, on Netflix. Yeah, somebody missed that. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I so I watched it. I watched part of it Saturday night and I watched part of it Sunday morning because it was just too late for me to, to stay up and watch it. I was Good tired night. and I wanted to enjoy the movie, even though I stopped it like right, right after he, I think he um, infiltrated the base with the snake into that command room, which those guys are awful henchmen, by the way. Um, I think that's part of the job resume for yeah, henchmen. Be, be awful at your job. At everything. Yeah, be well, completely oblivious. Yeah. Inept and you know, throw a chair through a window. Don't shoot straight. Well, Your training must not every come time. into play. Yeah, miss every single time. Um, but so I watched it, and uh, the missus had come home, and, and I'm like, oh, I just started it. She's like, all right. And so I put it on, and she's like, she so she sat down and watched it with me, and then I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before. Her mother is staying with us for a little while. Mm -hmm. 
Her mother is a 72 year old woman from Poland originally. She was in Chicago for the last 50 years, mm-hmm. um, lived in a Polish area. So yeah. it was like, you know, so I'm watching it Sunday morning. She's up and just sitting at the counter, uh, watching it in the from the kitchen, just like, oh, he's so good. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, whoop some ass, <laughs> you know? So like the three of us were sitting here watching a Bruce Lee movie That's on amazing, Sunday morning. dude. That's amazing. I mean, I think it speaks to like the skill and not necessarily like the want to be that good, but just it draws you in. Like it's so good. The, 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 tra- the trailer, the, the plot is obvious. It's paper yeah. thin. The acting is, I say serviceable a lot. The acting is satisfactory. Yeah. The characters are great though. Yeah. Like, you know, every once in a while, there's a twist that you're not expecting. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's going to get his ass kicked. And what do you know? Roper whoops some ass. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that because Johnny Cage dies five minutes into everything, <laughs> you know? And, um, but, you know, you could see the Mortal Kombat tropes right oh, here. Yeah. You know, they're rowing in on that big ass boat. There's that's the death boat or whatever yep. they call it. Yeah. You know, they're, um, you know, Roper as Johnny Cage, as I mentioned, Bruce Lee as Liu Kang. Yep. Including the mullet. Yep. I mean, I think that was the design with Liu Kang was to really have that Bruce Lee lookalike. Yeah. Yeah. Even with the vocalizations, dude, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's even got like the bicycle kick. Yeah. Uh, You know, and um, so, you know, but, you know, think about what else this movie has influenced Mm -hmm. or what else Bruce Lee as a, um, as a symbol for the martial arts has influenced, you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, um, a million D different types of Kung Fu movies. It, M- it started the black exploitation uh, movement. Dude, the uh, UFC and the MMA have come out and basically said, you know, like he's mm-hmm. considered like the grandfather, the godfather of what spawned this because he was one of the first that took different fighting style things and put them together, which is what MMA is mixed, you know, mixing mm-hmm. martial arts together. Yeah, that was uh, Jeet Kune Do. He, yeah. only tra- he only taught 10 people. And yep. then those 10 people, one of which Chuck Norris, yep, uh, a man with a eighth degree black belt. I mean, he looks at you the right way and he does a roundhouse kick, you know? <laughs> Dude, he sneezes and his beard roundhouse kicks. <laughs> okay. I told you this long ago, back on, back in the day on back issues. There is a mobile game called nonstop Chuck Norris. Oh God. It is the amazing. most ridiculous game ever. <laughs> it's just Chuck Norris just whooping ass and then running to the next, <laughs> the next board. I pro- it's like one of those endless runner games. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Chuck Norris just roundhouse <laughs> kicking everything. That's amazing. It's ridiculous. But, you know, so just so many things that have been influenced by this movie by Bruce Lee. Um, I didn't mention it, but it's so ridiculous. Double Dragon mm-hmm. uh, as well. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, so, so, you know, all those elements, you know, you have the sound, the, the, the voiceover uh, or the dubbing of, you know, I, I think that was also, part, we didn't even mention it. Uh, a lot of the guys had different different themes. Roper had a theme. Williams, he had a funky theme. You know, you, like, I'm just like, you hear that? I'm like, oh, you yeah. hear that? You hear that Luke Cage-ness going on over there? You want to pull out the pimp hat, dude. You just do. 
seventies, that big long purple with the with the zebra print and sash across. <laughs> you know? And it's gotta be extra thick too. Exactly. You know, exactly, it's gotta be dude. and the biggest belt buckle on it. And pull out that cane, bro. That shiny cane. Yeah, man. But yeah, Stay that's it, that's what that you're right. They all have their own music. It is very Mortal Kombat in that they all have mm-hmm. their theme music. Yeah. And you know, it's you know, you can't say anything. You can say some bad things about it. You'll probably get a roundhouse kick to the face. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to have to say that for me, this movie, as campy and goofy and ridiculous and paper thin as the plot is and how flimsy the characters are, it's still five out of five Jackie Chans for me. I agree, dude. Five out of five Jackie Chans. This movie is always, like I said it from the beginning, man, this was this is one from my childhood. This is one I've watched in my teens this is one i watched in my 20s my 30s i still watch it i love this movie i'm a huge bruce lee fan um you know i i've read books on his life seen the movies about his life uh i've seen all of his movies i'm, I'm i just have always been a huge fan and you're right this isn't you know this is not oscar material this isn't something that you're going to walk away from just like you know hey let's dissect you know, the, the, the intention that the writer had with the scenes that you're not doing that here. This mm-hmm. is all about enjoying just a story. First of all, a spy story, right? It's even though it's flimsy, it's a spy story. There's that kind of, you know, the, the, the drug thing happening and the, and the, the government using these guys to get in there and infiltrate. And then you've got the martial arts part, the fighting part, the action, um, so much fun in this movie and i agree with you man it's it's a five out of five for me five out of five jackie chans um and i'm just gonna say that there were five jackie chans in this but no yeah dude i loved it man it was it was an amazing it's an amazing film i love it and and you'd be hard pressed to ever get me to say anything negative even though i'm gonna tell you there's things about it that (laughs) leave a lot to be desired it's still awesome in what it is you know what i mean absolutely and and then karate wasn't mainstream Neither was like martial arts or no. anything. Well, karate is martial arts, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, is a form of one of the for, many forms of martial right. arts. But it's it it wasn't mainstream like it is now, you know, and the various types. Exactly. So let's uh let's keep up with it, man. Let's keep going with the martial arts and let's check out the new Mortal Kombat from HBO. Well, it's not from HBO Max. It's on HBO Max at the moment. It's a Warner Warner Brothers put this out. Oh, the, the Warner Brothers owns HBO. Oh, well, there so, you go. Yeah, yeah. So that? people owning people, showing movies, games. Let's do it. Mortal Kombat. Shang Tsung. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Has the blood on your hands told you nothing? Today, you have killed my warriors and you think you have won. But death is only another portal. Next time I see you, I will not bring fighters. I will bring He talks so much. The new We'll one. do that. But first we'll we're gonna drop a special episode Ooh. uh on Sunday. Yeah. Uh Sunday as as we know in America, at, at least in America, I don't know if it's, oh goodness, I don't know if it takes place anywhere else in the world. It should. Hmm. But uh, in America, Sunday is Mother's Day. Yeah. So before we do Mortal Kombat, we'll do the prequel, Serial <laughs> Mom. 
Hello? Is this the cocksucker residence? God damn you, stop calling here. Isn't this 4215 pussy way? You bitch! Now let me check the zip code. 212, fuck you! Beverly, Beverly, darling, you home? The police are tracing this call this very minute. Well, Dottie Hinkle, then why aren't they here, huh? Fuck face, fuck you! <laughs> Beverly, you home? What a way to celebrate mothers with uh, a woman who um, just kind of loses it, decides she's going to, you know, show show the neighborhood how much she loves her family. Remember, happy wife, happy life. (laughs) Well, we'll see about that. Um, It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Uh, All right. Before we get out of here, you want to say anything, dude? Uh, Just be safe, be smart and um, use common sense or serial mom will come get you. Do it, do it, do it. We'll see you guys in a few days for Mother's Day. Until then, it is now time to unsilence your phones.